This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, y'all. Think I'm live. Oh my gosh. It's been such a crazy day. Let me make sure y'all can see me. Can y'all see and hear me? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Okay. All right, you guys. Hey, <sighs> honey, my bad for leaving y'all on, on red. Okay. I don't know what the hell was going on with my other Canon camera, but y'all know damn well I'm a perfectionist. So all y'all talking about, you can still go live even with that box in the middle of your damn forehead. No, the hell I can't. I will not go live if my picture is not perfection. You know what I'm saying? There was something, the camera is going out. Like I said, first it was the color was going out and it was acting crazy. And then the display was showing and all of the display options were off. So, and I get so tired of Canon because those cameras are not cheap. And it's always some bullshit going on with these damn Canon cameras. So, that box in the middle of your oh damn God, What the hell? Why is all these screens coming up? Hold up. Oh, okay. There we go. Let me turn that off. So it's always something with these Canon cameras. And so um, as I was trying to fix it, I was going through the settings, making sure everything was off. I rebooted the camera. It was still acting a fool. Then my son comes in here like, uh, I got training because he's doing this basketball training with his AAU group. So they're doing small groups of training with kids. And so he has training at six. So he came in my room at like 5.15. Like, I got training at six. I was like, my camera's not working. I was trying to stream. It's been messing up all day. He was like, okay, but I got training at six. <laughs> Y'all know kids don't damn care what, what the hell we're going through as adults. So he didn't give a damn. So I had to bounce. I had to leave and go get him to practice and stuff. So that's why I've been. And I was talking to um, one of my mods, Rejoice. But I forgot to tell her to tell y'all that I'd be back later. So Marianelle, thank you. She ended up hitting me up like, everybody's on Discord looking for you going crazy. So Marianelle was the one who relayed the message for me. So I'm sorry, but I'm a parent first. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, my obligation is to the kids, okay? But I'm back, damn it. And I want to find my damn other uh, camera, my travel camera that I use when I vlog when I'm out of town. I got so many cameras, it's ridiculous. We spend all this money on cameras and they just stop working and act the fool. So anyways, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good. Sorry for, you know, the camera difficulties and shit, but damn it, I'm back, okay? We're going to get into some shit. So um, let me see here. I see we have got some super chats. Let me see if I can read them. I'm on the back end of my site. Oh, can't find the thing. Okay, they disappeared. Shout out to all the new members. I had explained earlier how to find the Discord link. So let me do that one more time for the people who are confused on how to find the Discord link because I privated the other video. Folks really thought I was going to like just keep going. They're like, just keep going, T. We can hear you. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
I don't know what the hell that white box meant, but I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> I was like, fuck this shit. Turn this damn camera off. I'll be back. So let me go ahead and pull this up here one more time for everybody who did not see this in the earlier broadcast. Because I keep getting people leaving comments on my Instagram that they pay for the membership and they haven't received the email. Um, YouTube does not give us your email. I don't know your personal info. The only thing I do, I post the link. Um, for the Discord members on my community page. So that's where you have to go. So let me share my screen really quick. Give me just a second here. All right, where is the damn screen? Okay, there we go. Okay, so once again, to all the YouTube people, the Patreon people is self-explanatory. To the people joining the YouTube membership, this is how you find the Discord link, okay? So what you're going to do is go to my main channel here, Lovely TTV, and then what you're going to do is click on the community tab. So you click on the community tab, and this is why I post everything. This is just for members only. So if you click here and you click read more, you'll see the link. This link is expired for the people who, you know, want to be slick. This link is not going to do anything. The links expire every 24 hours. So I update them usually around 11 o'clock at night. Midnight is when I update the links. So that is how you find the link. You go to my page, go to the community tab, and boom, you'll be in the Discord. Also, remember, if your membership stops, if you're you know unable to pay, let us know in advance. Because once I get the notification and there hasn't been a payment made, we just ban people and keep it pushing. So, but if you email me, let me know there's a situation. You know, we can work with you. If you were accidentally banned and it was just because your card wasn't working or was stolen, um, we've let people back on. So just know that. But yeah, the Discord is the shit. I don't give a damn. My Discord is the shit, okay? I love it. I love going on there. I learned so much stuff from everybody. It's becoming really like family. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my mods. You know what I'm saying? My admin. <laughs> my last admin, honey. I love me some rejoice. <laughs> Shout out to her, okay? And the admin is a baby, if y'all don't know. Rejoice is 17 in high school. Very technical young girl. Shout out to her. You know what I'm saying? I love seeing young girls just being real technical and just knowing stuff. So she's been the one, a lot of y'all who have questions. She helps answers them. Also the other mods as well. So I think it's going really good. Um, the meeting we had last night, well, no, uh, the lunch meeting. And let me explain that because people were asking, well, why is the meeting so early? Because we're talking about a lot of spiritual stuff and paranormal stuff and, you know, things. I don't want to have those type of meetings late at night. You know what I'm saying? I like to sleep. OK. And I didn't know what type of what type of stories I was going to be telling. So I, I prefer to do it during lunch hours. And I think it worked out good because people were able to really express themselves. Like I said earlier, you know, there was a few tears shed, myself included. And I think that people got to know more of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not this mean person. I just don't have time for bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm a very spiritually sensitive person. I just feel like y'all got to know more of me in the meeting. And I got to know more about you guys, too. So it just made me really happy, you guys. And we're just we're going to do more. We're going to do a part two. So for the folks who didn't get a chance to share their story, there's going to be a part two coming up. Um, we did. Yeah, the Zoom was lit, right? Thank you. Uh, thank you, Miss Mel. So um, for the movie, 
We're going to do the movie this week. Rejoice text me, she said, because we had... Yeah, I was trying to sneak Insidious in there, and I told you I'm not watching Insidious. I'm cool. Okay, y'all kept trying to sneak it in there. So um, anyways, long story short, the Skeleton Key won. So we're going to watch the the Skeleton Key Saturday at 9 o'clock. So if you're available, make sure you come through. And that's what we're going to be doing this weekend. So at 9 o'clock, we'll be doing movie night. So I'm excited for that. I got the movie. I got everything ready. So bring your snacks. We're all going to watch it and have fun. Um, I'm also trying to come up with a few other things for the month of October for Halloween. You know, stay tuned. I got some other stuff I'm trying to work on. Hopefully it can, you know, come, you know, to fruition. We'll see. So thank you guys to everybody who's just been coming through and just enjoying the discord and bringing positive energy. There's not a bunch of beefing and bickering. It's not like Instagram. There's not a bunch of trolling and BS. These are people who are really coming to like mingle and talk to like-minded people. And that's why I want it private. That's why I want there to be a, a paid option. I don't want any and everybody in there, period. So thank you guys for everybody who's just helped to make the discord what it is. I really appreciate it. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm enjoying it. So, all right, y'all. Let's see how many people got watching. Okay, cool. We're at damn near 6,000 people. Hello, everybody. So let's go ahead and just talk about some things that went down. (laughs) This has been a very interesting weekend. Um, Miss Cynthia Bailey, she got married this weekend to, um, to Mike. I forget his last name, honey. Y'all can write in the guy. I always forget his last name. But they got married and she looked gorgeous. She looked really pretty. Now, the thing that just kind of is starting to annoy me with people is I believe that we have a segment of the population that has been sitting home for so long. They don't know what it is to leave the home. And that's what kind of scared me when we went on on this lockdown, because I knew a segment of the population would just become so brainwashed that they, Mike Hill, thank you guys, Mike Hill, thank you. She's now Miss Cynthia Hill. We have a segment of the population who just don't understand what it is to go out anymore and live a normal life because of everything going on with C-19. Now, one of my really good friends was at the wedding. Um, I was told about the wedding. But because with me, with blood clots, I can't fly right now. I'm not going to risk flying out of state. But I knew everything was going on. And he said that even before people got there, everything was sprayed down and disinfected. Everybody had to come in wearing masks. Temperature checks were taken. Okay? So, you know, just because you guys see pictures of people online without their masks for a few seconds or a few minutes, doesn't mean anything. That doesn't tell the full story. I went out this weekend with um, two of my homegirls. I haven't been anywhere in weeks. And then I was let up in the hospital. God, God forbid TT wants to get out the damn house and shake a damn tail feather. Okay. And it's like me and my friends took pictures. Oh my God, you're not wearing a mask. You guys are here. You, it's like, calm the fuck down. Like you can't even get into any establishment in the Twin Cities without a mask on. And they're doing temperature checks. They're scanning your ID. They're writing your name. They're doing contact tracing. See, a lot of y'all been stuck in the house for way too long, okay? And think about this, right? My thing is y'all are so worried about people taking their mask off to take a picture. How do y'all eat? Let me ask y'all that to the people who were talking all this shit. Do you eat through your mask or do you pull your mask off 
when you're on your lunch break and, and shove food in your mouth. I mean, maybe maybe I'm eating the old fashioned way. I don't know. <laughs> y'all, y'all let me know, because I could have swore when y'all go to restaurants, you know, what I'm saying after they take your temperature and all that stuff, you got to pull your mask down to eat. So I don't understand how folks don't understand the concept of that. So pull your mask down to stuff your face is a-okay. But taking your mask off to take a picture and be cute is a problem. Make it make sense, people. Make it make sense. Okay? Like, come on. Okay, maybe some of y'all eat at home, but everybody ain't sitting at home eating. Like, stop fronting. Y'all done been to a damn dining restaurant or two. Ain't nobody just been sitting at home the whole time. Especially not you damn PPP and damn unemployment scam people. Y'all eating better than all of us. <laughs> Y'all be at all the damn restaurants <laughs> ordering up a bunch of shit with that money. So stop. <laughs> I don't know. Like that shit is funny though, because it's just like folks be getting so upset, but you don't understand, you know, the backstory. But my homeboy told me that, you know, there was plenty of checks and things like that, you know, and honestly, at this point, anybody can get it. You know, hell, commander in chief, he had it. His ass was damn near about to cough. He was trying to hold that shit in. You know, he want to act like it just didn't affect him. You know, all, all you can do, honestly, is just pray. All you can do is just pray. You know what I'm saying? And why a lot of y'all are worried about me, I've been tested three times. And they've all been negative. Some of y'all ain't never been tested. So you yourself could be a damn super spreader and not even know it. <laughs> you know, so I, I just think for me, I just enjoyed seeing like people just having fun and, and dancing and just having that human interaction again. Like I'm just, I'm tired. Okay. I'm just tired of like, you know, not having to be around people when you want to be around them and, and things like that. And I just think a lot of people are just, you know, getting frustrated and fed up. Now we do know that um, there's more, uh, there's a, the second wave getting ready to come. So the second wave is getting ready to come. So yes, definitely take precaution. Keep washing your hands. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Take your vitamins. Keep trying to walk and exercise and keep your immune system up. You know, but don't stop living your life. Don't stop. You got people who are literally like, they don't see, you know, their, their families. They haven't seen their mothers in months and their fathers. That's not okay. You got people who are dying and they're not even getting a chance to see their relatives. You know, so that's all I want to say with that. Somebody's promoting their YT channel. Okay, Mod, if you see it, um, Marcus CEO, just go ahead and block them. They know better, honey. If they're doing it, block them and get them out of here. Appreciate you. Uh, let me go ahead here. Look, Lori says, I'm tired of uh, C19. Andre says, facts. TT says, girl, I'm tired too. Um, KGE says, tell them. Yeah, I think a lot of people are just over it. We're not saying that it's not real. We're not saying that people are not getting sick. But it's like, how long do people just not get to go out and enjoy life? You know, that's all I'm saying. And then, like I said, it's, I just find it hypocritical when people are screaming about people taking their mask off for a picture. But the same folks are eating and taking their mask off to eat. It's the same concept. OK, <laughs> got to take it down to eat. Um, Lava Pop sent $20. He says, hey, T, finally my super chat goes through. I appreciate you for being a truth teller. 
been watching a while. I'm very happy you're feeling better. Love you. P.S. I'm no longer overseas. Now I'm in wretched ass Florida. Help me. Thank you so much for the super chat. And I'm glad that you're back, even though you're in wretched ass Florida. Thank you so much for coming through. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. I miss my news channel. And I miss just saying that once a week. <laughs> wretched ass Florida. Oh, let's see here. Marvin D says, hey, TT, I promise I'm not flirting. Just love giving you compliments. I also got an update about a woman who had a baby in a vegetative state. Was that that lady like years ago? I did a story on her on the news channel and the the she was like in a coma. She was in a she was a vegetable and it ended up being one of the men there who got her pregnant and everybody claimed they didn't see her belly growing. I wonder if that's the story. But thank you so much for the compliment. I appreciate it. Thank you for the super chat. That was a crazy story. And I think he was on the news trying to play it off. Like, yeah, you know, we have no idea how she got pregnant. They did that DNA test. It came back. You are the father. You know exactly how she got damn pregnant. Stop the foolishness. Is this viewer activity? Oh, here we go. Let me click on this. Um, let's see here. Lorena Dorsey sent five. She said, tell it like it is. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate it. Um, and Crisco says, F the mask. They don't work. Love you, T. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Thank you so much for the super chat. I'm not going to say F them. They are annoying. They're very annoying. I hate it. Okay. A dude hollered at me today at the damn store. He was very handsome from the damn eyes up. But I don't know what he looks like from the mouth down. He could have a damn alligator mouth. He could have, you know, no teeth. I have no idea. But he, he was really cool. You know what I'm saying? Real beautiful spirit. Very nice. Gave me all his damn social medias. I guess that's how y'all holler at people now. He gave me his email. Gave me his Instagram page and his phone number. He's like, what's your Instagram? I was like, I don't have one. Because I don't want people to know who I am right away. You know what I'm saying? I'm shy. He's like, I don't have Instagram. I don't know nothing about social media. <laughs> I play shit off. He was like, oh, okay, that's all right. I was like, yeah, it better be all right. I don't want him to know he's on that lovely tea. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't do social media. I'm a nerd. I just, you know, I just watch TV. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what his mouth looks like. So I, you so trust me, I hate this mask thing. Because I love, you know what I'm saying, seeing people smile and, you know, just... Everybody just looks so strange. I hate the fact that, you know, babies have on these masks and, you know, babies always make my day and they can't see me smiling at them. And I just I just hate it. I don't I just hate it. But we're going to hope, you know, what I'm saying. Well, then, it, yeah, think about it, though. Even if me and him was to meet up and go on a date, do we take the mask off real quick and show each other our smile? Who knows? I don't even know how this shit works during during C-19. I have no idea. I took his information. Yeah, you know, I'll hit him up, but I have no idea how this shit works, okay? Honey, I'm, I'm over this damn pandemic. <laughs> I'm mad y'all are putting alligators in the damn chat. Y'all quit playing with me. <laughs> all I see is alligators in the chat. I'm not fooling with y'all at all. I'm not fooling with y'all right now, T-Sippers. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are a mess. Um, let's see here. Purple Rain says, T, you look great. Hope you come to the after party at the Discord. Hey, it's, be it's become my favorite place. I will definitely be there. What room are we partying in tonight? Let are we just going to be in the regular upload and Zoom room? 
because we can be in their party and y'all be cracking me up in there. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Tattoo Alexa says, hey T, love your channel. I've been watching you since I was 14. I'm now 22. How do I become a member? Thank you so much, Tattoo. Um, I think the membership you have to, it's on your phone. Let me see if I have the link because I do have links on my desktop. I'll post the link right now. One is for Patreon and one is for YouTube. And then you can just click the link um, to be able to join. Give me just a second. Okay. I just posted the links. So there you go. Let me see here. Um, this YouTube back page is running slow. Okay, Crystal, you, you gorgy. I think I said it right. Says, hey, T, love you, LOL, alligator mouth. <laughs> I'm t- I don't know what's under that mask, honey. But like I said, from the eyes up, you know, he's very cute, you know, head full of hair. I, I don't know. I don't know what's underneath the mask. <laughs> so anyways, y'all, let's go ahead. We got to talk about Ryan Henry. Now, everybody knows Ryan Henry is one of my celebrity crushes. Okay. It's not a secret. I've always liked Ryan. I thought he was a very, I'm not going to say, I think he's a good businessman. He just doesn't understand. Do not mix friends with business, but that's a whole nother story. And so when I first started watching black in crew Chicago, you know, he just seemed like a hardworking man. He wanted to be with his baby's mother. He wanted it to work out. And then as the seasons went on, then you see him getting with Danielle and they had a little fling and then him and Danielle's, you know, fiance got into it. Then him and Charmaine had a little thing going on. Then it came out that he was smashing cat. I said, well, damn, who's who ain't Ryan fucking in the shop? You know, I thought he was innocent, you know, real handsome man, nice body. And then it just came out like Ryan is messing with everybody. Then he got the messing with cat from Black Ink, New York. I'm like, now you slinging your beef stick across tattoo shops? (laughs) What the hell's going on with Ryan? So now this whole situation has taken the cake. Honey, Ryan's friend with cancer has come out and said that Ryan basically ain't shit. And his baby's mother, they started having sex with each other behind his back. And I think that's pretty low. I think that is pretty low. Let me go ahead and... um, Pull up the information here with Ryan. Yeah, I know the tiny violin's about to come out, honey. Let me go ahead and read this damn dissertation that this man wrote. I feel bad for him. You know, people are just, you know, trifling. So let me go ahead and pull this up real quick. Give me just a second. Pull up the screen. Okay. So let me go ahead and read this. So um, his best friend is battling cancer. So everybody's been talking about this. And so this is what the friend said. His name is Anthony Lindsay. He says, I've been debating over a week about sharing this. Everyone says, don't run to social media. We run to social media for our joys, but we hide our lows. Well, I'm at the lowest point I've been in my life. I found out that last week, this is really tiny, via my son's mother's text, 
that her and Ryan, my best friend and the father to my godson, has been fucking each other over a year and a half. It took so much of a toll that I ended up overdosing last week. Do I want to kill myself? No. The overwhelming pain and me being distraught led me down a path I had never faced. Being that yesterday's being that yesterday was mental health day, I decided to share this. Then he wrote, this nigga threatens to kill me over my fucking son's mother. <laughs> because I told Rachel, he thinks I want sympathy from the internet. Nah, nigga. People need to know the truth. I can't tag Nina. She blocked me. LOL. This ain't funny, but it's funny. I don't care. <laughs> Let me keep reading. <laughs> then he goes on to say, both my sons have been affected immensely. Caden didn't deserve this. I didn't deserve this. We were brothers. This isn't for a show, which everyone seems to think. Nah, this is my life. If you know or follow me, you know I hold my son's mother to the highest regard, as well as Ryan. They did this to me while I fought cancer. I'm broken, hurt, confused, and so many other things. It's been a week, and she tried talk, and she's tired of talking about it. LOL. The nerve of that bitch. <laughs> How you gonna be tired and you fucking somebody else? Okay. Um, then he says, I can't believe either give a fuck about me, period. My son asked to go to Ryan's, but says, I want to see the boys, not Ryan. He says he doesn't want to see Ryan because Ryan and mommy did something to you. He's four. Why is this in his life? Ryan made the mental health post. Hold on. Ryan made the mental health posted, but destroyed mine. I think he meant Ryan made a post about mental health. Then he goes on to post the text messages between him and Ryan. And Ryan says, but I couldn't help it. It was too fresh out the shower, LOL. Then he says, not mad at all. Then he says, LOL, I can see. Then he says, missed you. Then he goes, so did I. As you could tell, hopefully, LOL. Then he says, yeah, everything was just too good. <laughs> LOL. LOL, why the face? Because I don't like that. This is just some trifling shit, okay? So now here goes Ryan with the man here. And here Ryan is writing to him. Happy birthday to my brother, Roy Anthony Lindsay. This is our first, this is our first year in three years. We are celebrating you being cancer free. I took you around the country, over 20 cities with me to keep your spirits up. No more worries over our heads. You've given so much to the city. Tonight we will all party like you, even though I will fight, even though I will fight him in a second, he means the world to me. Love you, bro. Lightweight. And there goes pictures of him with Ryan and Rachel, who's Ryan's baby's mother. And then here goes the family pic. Okay. Him with Ryan, Rachel, his his baby's mother, and their boys. <laughs> here goes the infamous Wisconsin Dells pick. <laughs> Everybody from the Midwest knows about Wisconsin Dells, bitch. Let me come back on the screen. <laughs> Shout out to everybody from Chicago and Minnesota in Wisconsin. Everybody got that infamous Wisconsin Dells picture. I'm disappointed in Ryan. And I heard that he tried to come back and clap at him 
and say that the dude was lying and he was just looking for attention. I don't believe the guy's lying because Ryan fucks everybody. Hell, I need to check. Have me and him done anything in my sleep? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but like, seriously, Ryan smashes everybody. So at this point, sir, we don't believe you. You need more people. I believe this man who fought cancer has nothing to lie about. For what? What does he have to gain? People are trolling him, writing tiny violins in his chat. People got the nerve to be dragging him like he did something. So I'm not buying it. I'm not buying what Ryan's trying to sell. I believe that Ryan did smash that man's baby's mother. Why am I glitching? I'm looking at the screen and it looks like it's glitching. We have 9,000 people in here. If it keeps looking like that, I'll re-upload it because I'm recording um, this on StreamYard. So if it comes out looking bad, it's all being recorded and I'll just re-upload it because it has it in excellent conditions. I don't know why. It's looking like that. Yeah, because it looks fine on my end on StreamYard. Let me try and refresh my YouTube and see if that helps. Let me try that. But again, if it, yeah, it still looks like crap on YouTube. That's okay. Like I said, I'm recording it. So I'll just re upload it. Don't worry. But yeah, I'm just not, I'm not buying what Ryan's trying to sell. And I think that's, I think it's messed up. I think. He's a narcissist at this point. I think he's being very, very narcissistic because Ryan can have literally any woman out there, okay? Very handsome, owns his own shop. He's on reality television. I think for him, it's just more like a narcissism thing where it's like, even if I don't want to be with any of these women, because he didn't even want to be in a relationship with Kitty. You know, Kitty's a pretty girl. She has herself together. It's like for him, it's just all about sex. And at this point, it's like Ryan is a little bit too old to have that mentality. You know what I'm saying? He claims he wants to settle down with Rachel, but his actions say otherwise. So I don't know. Let me see here. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats. Um, Shay Hood sent five. She says, looking luscious again. Thank you so much, Shay. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. Ronald Harvey sent 20. He says, sending you love and good vibes to you and your family, T. Much love. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, Strawberry says, hey, love, looking like a creamy Hershey bar. Just got out the hospital. Thank God I tested negative for C19, y'all. Y'all better listen to T. I'm so glad you're okay. And thank you so much for the super chat. Thanks for coming through. You guys, I'm sorry if the screen is looking really bad. Um, just listen. <laughs> just listen to my voice. And I'll re-upload it where it looks a lot better. Um, James says, T, what in the little fizz in April and Omarion is going on here? That's what I was thinking, too. Like, this whole situation is just, it, it just wasn't needed. And it's just like, especially if you've been there with your friend, Ryan is in the wrong, the baby's mother's in the wrong. You know, it's like the man is not dead. You remember how we talked about this a few streams ago about how like when, you know, somebody dies and then sometimes that person's boyfriend or girlfriend or husband will get with somebody close to that person that died. It's called tragedy bonding. I don't know if Ryan and the baby mother are aware, but he's still alive. He's still ticking. So that was just bogus. 
So who's to say when they started smashing? He says it happened, you know, over a year. So maybe they thought, you know, he was going to, you know, not make it. I don't know. But that's that's trifling. That's trifling. We're talking about Ryan from Black Ink Crew. That's who we're talking about. Um, Malia the King, the, I'm sorry, Malia the Queen, excuse me, says Ryan belongs to the streets. That's, that's that Chicago male mentality. I agree. I agree. When a man is just, you know how like people be so quick to talk about women, like if a woman is out here smashing everybody, then you kind of know where to place her. Like, oh, she's a hood rat. She's a jump off. She's just good for, you know, busting down and that's it. I feel the same way with guys. I don't think it's cute. Like so many times people make it seem like, oh, it's, you know, it's cool because it's a man being a hoe. It's a man slinging his stuff everywhere. I give men who carry themselves like that the same energy I would give a woman. I think it's disgusting. I think you should have more respect for your body and not just be creating a bunch of soul ties with random people. That's just my opinion. You know, and it just seems like, damn, like we see all the folks that Ryan has smashed on camera. Imagine all the damn people he's smashing off damn camera. <laughs> the streets of Chicago ain't safe, honey. But somebody find out if Ryan's packing. Inquiring minds want to know. Because I'm trying to figure out why is everybody so quick to, you know, to get with him. We know he got a nice job and, you know, he's on television. That don't mean shit. <laughs> somebody spill that tea. I'm just saying. Look, Pete, uh, Pete Digital says being a hoe is genderless. I agree totally. People try to act like it's okay just because it's a man. No, it's not. I don't think it's okay at all. I'm disappointed because he was my crush. And it's like the more as I watch the seasons, I'm like, he's a hoe. Not interested. Just like everybody's like Drake. Oh, you couldn't you couldn't come on my damn page and say anything bad about Drake a few years ago. There'll be no Drake slander. Cause I like his music. And the way he carried himself in his music, he just seemed like a really swell guy. <laughs> Joke was on my ass. Then it was like all of a sudden, all these random strippers and, and thoughts were coming up pregnant. They they'd come up pregnant and be like, Drake knocked me up. And then all of a sudden you wouldn't see them anymore. I don't know, Drake sent the goons, but the damn, when he got the porn star pregnant, that was the final straw for me. That just was like, okay, this dude's just a whore. At this point, you're, you're knocking up porn stars. Thank goodness she got away and ran to France, or she would have ended up like that one lady. What was her name? Leela Lace, the one that was half reindeer. She had that big old ass. <laughs> she was like, Drake knocked me up, and we ain't seen her since. So ever since then, I've been cool after eight. I'm like, okay, Drake is a male whore. I'm cool. Still makes good music though. I enjoy his tune. You know, I enjoyed listening to like a Drake song or two, but yeah, I'm not. There, I have no more celebrity crush for Drake. Brian, damn it. He can't be my celebrity crush. This was the final straw. No, so I'm gonna be smashing all these girls in the shop. But your best friend who has cancer, his baby's mother. Come on, Ryan. All the girls who be trying to get with you. That's just being greedy just for the sake of being greedy. <laughs> Look, everybody's saying Drake is for the streets. He really is. That good boy persona went right out the window. Because remember that? Remember I was doing videos. He had like three girls pregnant in one year. So damn, Drake. 
Not only are you smashing everybody, you're not using any protection. So yeah, I can't. Y'all goddamn. <laughs> now y'all got reindeer emojis in the chat. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't. I can't, honey. What the reindeers mean? I'm over here cracking up. There's like a bunch of reindeers. Is that because he's a buck? <laughs> like I said, he makes good music. I'll never take away from his music. But as far as everything else, I'm cool. I'm cool, honey. They said they're singing Peen from the windows to the wall. Man. Well, at least a good thing. You know, I feel bad for the man. You know, hopefully this stress, you know, won't, you know, reignite something and make him sicker. He almost tried to overdose and kill himself last week. That's sad. Ryan should be ashamed of himself. You know, the good news is y'all got to take good news. And, you know, I got to find the, you know, the sunshine with the bad. He didn't knock her up. Could have been worse. Y'all kids could be siblings. So at least that didn't happen. Got to look at the red sunshine somewhere in there. Because <laughs> it would have been a lot worse, honey. Let's see here. Oh, because I said reindeer booty. Oh, okay. Because I said she's built like a reindeer. Okay, honey. I just say whatever comes to mind. And y'all be cracking me up with these damn emojis. Y'all be having me dying. But she was shaped like a damn reindeer. Get a big old ass. I'm just saying. Big old ass. I was like, okay, Drake. <laughs> um, unique butterfly since $5. She said I was studying for my investment license. That's why I arrived late. You look great as usual. Peace and blessings. Thank you so much, sis. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming through. And sorry for this crappy um, stream. It looks like I'm streaming on a toaster, but it's okay, though, because it's recording clear as day on StreamYard. So I'll make sure to re-upload it. I forgot I called her damn rainy. I can say whatever the hell comes to my head. <laughs> Morgan sends $15. She says, Drake and Ryan for the whole continent. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Yeah, fellas. It's a new day and age. We don't take all that whole shit. I, I don't find it. You know, a lot of women don't find that stuff attractive. Okay. Do what you got to do. But nah, that shit ain't cute. And especially when that they're older, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are older gentlemen. I can see if they were like 18 or 19 or, you know, 20. All young dudes do when they're 18, 19. Or I would say about 25 is fuck like damn, you know, I don't know, shit, rabbits. These dudes are damn near 40. Doing too much. <laughs> but yeah, Ryan, man, I'm disappointed in Ryan because I'm a big fan of his show. I like Black Ink Crew. I'm very disappointed. But it's all good. So I've been out here for 38 minutes. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this whole situation with Tamar Braxton. Now, I started watching the show because I remember they had they said they were going to cancel it. And then I guess they must have decided not to cancel it. Put a teacup if you're watching that Tamar Braxton show <laughs> with that lady. David keeps calling her a witch, goalie. She be crying every other episode. I'm not a witch. I just interpret dreams, girl. She a hustler though, cause she ain't her dream interpreting. I'm not. I don't see like how she's really helped Tamar. And Tamar, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of over this show. I'm trying to watch it <laughs> to figure out, you know, the demise of their relationship. So, y'all know Tony Braxton for the most part. She keeps to herself. 
you'll rarely ever see Tony Braxton addressing anything on social media. But something happened behind the scenes and Tony Braxton went off yesterday. And Tawan and them are also talking about it. So let me go ahead and pull this up really quick. Tony Braxton drugged David by his damn dreadlocks, honey. She's like, you're not going to mess with my sister. So this is what went down. Um, Tony Braxton, she took to social media and she wrote this. She says, David, you weasel, you ferret, you are beyond contempt. Once again, do not include my children in your shenanigans. Please leave my family alone. Honey, I don't know what David did, but you know, for uh, for, uh, Tony, for Tony to come out and say something had to be bad because Tony don't fool with none of them. Tony's like, she can't even stand her damn family. They got her damn nerves. So now Tawanda and her boyfriend, they're speaking out about the situation as well. So I want you to watch this. Tony is okay. She's just really pissed off. Even as we all are, uh, we don't appreciate or, I guess, uh, agree or condone the way that he's handling the situation. It's just, it's even deeper than you guys can even imagine. Y'all only know the surface of it. That's it. So for Tony to even say something and to post it on social media, because you know she never does anything like that. Um, you know he's gone way too far. Yeah. And, and you know, like she said, you don't involve the children. We don't care what happens or how we may disagree or agree to disagree. You never involve the children. And David went over the line when it comes to that. You know. So somebody said drop David's address, please. I can't do that. <laughs> I would say, yeah. my words is that I believe that he's a loser boy from the Buddha to the Tudor. And if I'm calling somebody a loser boy, I mean it. Yeah, she mean that. She mean that. Kika Nunu said, Tony is private, so I knew it had to be. So you already know Kika Nunu Munu too? That ain't even her name. And listen, she's a friend of the families, and I've known her forever, forever, ever, but forever. You, but you had letters and, and words. Kika Nunu too. Yeah, that's not Kika even her Nunu. name. I guess what I call it. Guess what I call it. Kick it in the mood. Cool, cool. Okay, Tawanda. Girl. You come back on the damn screen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Honey, David. Mm. She was like, let me. Let me go ahead and just go live and, you know, just insert myself in some shit, you know. But, yeah, I'm not. It's something about David. You know, at first I thought he was good for Tamar. He was balancing her out. Something about him rubs me the the wrong way, okay? I don't like how in one breath he talks about he wants to bring the family together. If you guys remember, he met with... um. What is not the one that they, Tracy, he met with Tracy's husband, Kevin. They went to dinner and he says, you know, in Nigerian culture, you know, the family's very close and, you know, family needs to get along. And sometimes in other cultures, they don't care if the siblings get along if the mother, the father, you know, they don't really care. And he's saying that in their, in our culture, you know, people are very close. 
And so he wants to bring the sisters together and he wants Kevin to help. Now, I can agree with that somewhat, okay? In African cultures, families do tend to be close, but that's not always the norm. It's like it's like anybody else's culture. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you guys are close. Sometimes there's family members that you like. Sometimes there's family members that you dislike. It is what it is, right? But why? Okay, good. I'm back clear. (laughs) Okay, but what kind of irritated me why I feel like he's full of shit is this. His behavior towards Vince is not okay. Okay? Vince is the father of Logan. So for him to get mad at Tamar that Vince is in the house. Now, mind you, I could see if he came over and it's just Tamar and Vince by the fireplace sipping wine. Now, I could understand him feeling some type of way, like, what the fuck is this? But Vince is literally dropping his son off and asking to read his son bedtime stories, you know, bringing his son in the house. The son is not 16. You know, Logan's a big boy with his little cute self, but he ain't but maybe like six or seven years old. So why would Vince not walk him in the house? So that's the part that that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I feel like he kind of talks out of both sides of his neck because in one breath, you want the sisters to be close and you want the family to be close. But in the next breath, you're shaming Tamar and you're talking down to her and you're leaving her home in a rage that Vince came in the house. Why? If that's who you're with and that's who, you know, and, and you're the king of the castle and that's your woman, you shouldn't be that insecure. You shouldn't be that insecure. So that did not sit well with me at all. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't see Vince coming into their household and being disrespectful or being flirty with Tamar. I see Vince making it about baby Logan and that's it. And the fact that he's trying to low-key make Tamar choose between, you know, allowing Vince in the house with his child, to me is silly. Because if anything, Vince could be like, I don't want my child around you. Let's keep that real. So it, it seems to me that Vince is being the mature one in this. Because, you know, sometimes a lot of guys, they have issues when a woman moves on and then they bring a man into the household around their children. So the fact that Vince is willing to allow him to be there and be around his child with no issues, why are you not allowing the father to have that same level of respect? You can't scream all this family shit, but you don't want Logan, you know what I'm saying, around his dad, or you only want him around his dad when it, you know, makes you comfortable. That's not how it works. So something about him, I'm not feeling. And then the whole thing with like, you know, how he's treating Goalie. Now, I'm not going to say I believe in everything that Goalie's saying, but Goalie seems, you know, somewhat spiritual and stuff like that. But I liked her clap back. I really liked her clap back. When she says, you want to tell me where my work is in the Bible and how spiritual and not spiritual my work is, but where in the Bible does it say that Tamar should be on stage twerking and shaking her ass? Oh, shit, he wasn't ready. (laughs) They wasn't ready for that one. You know, so that's the truth. You can't sit there and, and, you know, now you you, do the preacher, preacher David, and everything is about, you know, uh, spirituality. And we feel like she's a witch and this is dark. If you're so Christian, why are you even dating a woman in the industry? Let's talk about it. So to me, I feel like he low-key likes the fame. He wants to play it off like he doesn't. 
but he low-key likes the fame because you know why i know he low-key likes the fame because that damn party i don't know how far behind i am y'all I'm, I'm trying to keep up okay so this is why i left off last night before i went to bed they threw a party tamar said she was tired the party had been going on for about two hours he was like no you need to get up you need to you know come visit my friends and you know you still need to socialize and stuff like that and granted it was his birthday but he was like it's like he wanted to like he wanted the attention he had the mama stand up and spin around. So he he low-key likes the attention. He done flew his whole family in from Nigeria, from the UK. You're not going to do that if there's not a film crew there to film it, if it wasn't a big deal and you weren't looking for attention. Because if you weren't looking for attention, you wouldn't have included your family in the mess of reality television. So he's, he's just as thirsty as Tamar is for a check and for fame and notoriety and all that stuff. You know, so... And I told y'all this. Remember, everybody was cussing me out. I told who remembers when I said something about that 911 tape don't sound right. Put a teacup. If you remember T Grow Diamonds telling y'all months ago, and people were like, Oh, you judging him? Uh-uh. Yeah, you never know how people are during 911 calls. And I said, Well, that's true, you know, because personally, I thank God I've never had to call 911, right? So I don't know. But remember, I called it. I said, something about this 911 tape don't sound right. Why are you having a whole conversation with the 911 people? They don't give a damn. Because, you know, you know, this show has her stressed out and she just tried to take her own life because of this show. And he just kept going on and on. And it's like, is this about your woman who just attempted the S word from overdosing on pills? Or is this about you? You know what I'm saying? Trying to be on this 911 recording because you know it's going to be on TMZ and your name is going to be, you know, in the headlines. It's something about him. I, I just, it's something about his energy. So I think Tamar is a lot better off without him. I really do. Seems like the chat froze. Let me go ahead and refresh. But yeah, I, I just, I don't, I'm not feeling him. I see why Tamar and him broke up. He just seems like he really wants to run the situation. Okay, now I see the teacups. Perfect. Yeah, I said that months ago when the 911 tape first happened. I'm like, something about him, I'm getting weird vibes. Something about the way he's talking, he's making about himself. And now more and more stuff is coming out. So the whole situation is crazy. Let's see here. Coco Latte 85 says, T. Grodamas in the house. You were right. Thank you. Adrian Mine says, T. You be knowing. Remember Jesse T. Called it. Yup. Remember, they drugged me. They said I was homophobic. People, you know, unfollowed me on Instagram. How dare you not believe Jesse Smoulet? And I was like, he's a liar. I live in the Midwest. It was one of the coldest winters we had in years. Negative 20 degrees. And literally, like I told y'all, that that day earlier that day I had posted a picture on Instagram because it was so cold in my house. I was walking around with my Minnesota Vikings winter hat in the damn kitchen because it was still cold. We had the heat all the way up and we were still walking around with like, you know, extra jackets in the house. So who the hell going to go out at two o'clock in the morning to go get a Subway sandwich? Once the story came out, I was just able to sense all the bullshit and I was attacked and I didn't give a fuck. Because all the people who attacked me, they they slowly came back. Oh, hey, T. Oh, you commenting again? Oh, I'm not homophobic anymore? Oh, okay. (laughs) 
You know, they was dragging me, but it is what it is. I don't know why Jesse did that mess. I don't know if there was a certain person. Don't say the person's name who was behind it. I don't know. But that story was bullshit, just like David's 911 call. I'm a good reader of stuff, and I just felt something about that call was off. And so when they said they were going to cancel the show, and then, you know, I was minding my business, you know, searching through the damn DVR on demand to see what I could watch. And it says the Tamar show was out. I said, well, damn, I thought they canceled it. So I said, let me go ahead and watch. Watching and not feeling him. And so Tony Braxton, who does not address anything on social media, is blasting David. I feel like there's a reason. I feel like he did something, you know, because Tony does not bring stuff to social media. Now, Tawanda just wants a damn, she just wants some damn attention, okay? Tawanda gonna jump up in any way she can. But when Tony says something, say my better watch out. <laughs> Juicy Smule. <laughs> so anyways, you guys, I've been down here for an hour. This was an awesome stream. Um, anything else I want to talk about, bring up, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of topics this weekend, you know, it was just some stuff. I don't think Juicy's thing was a humiliation ritual. Um, who wrote that? Uh, what a doll life. I don't think that was a humiliation. I don't. Juicy Smule is a narcissist. That's what that is. He, he's not. And I'm not saying he wasn't popular because he was on the show Empire. He was well loved. He's a narcissist. He wanted attention. That I don't. I, that wasn't a humiliation ritual to me. I don't get that vibe. Because remember, before the whole new situation, he was like sending you know death threats to himself at the Fox Studios. Look like some shit from I know what you did last summer. Pasting newspaper clippings and shit. You gonna die? It was like what the who, who, like what is this? This is a movie script, Jussie. We've seen this play out before in tons of damn scary movies. So now I don't think that one was a humiliation ritual. Somebody said, talk about Umar Johnson. What do you do now? He, he's still asking for grip money. I haven't seen anything else on him. Somebody did send me a video. I got to watch it. I, I take Umar with a grain of salt. Umar has just lost his mind. Um, certain things he keeps it real about, but they, I just, I can't take him seriously. He's, he's another mush mouth. Um, there's videos of him like trying to holler at his, you know, his followers, you know, flirting and shit. And it's just like, women are still falling for that. Remember he was like asking like all the single women to like send two pictures. They like, ain't gotta be cute. But you got to be about something. Why are you on social media looking for dates, Umar? This is a strange man. And I've never seen him with his children. He has two kids. I've never seen him post anything with his children or say, hey, me and he's always in a park, always in somebody's park, playground in the background. But he never takes his kids to the park. Don't nobody find that strange? Let me start talking about some of y'all's leader, honey. I'm just saying. The Real House of the Potomac, that I love that show. I watched um, Monique, who's the girl that she, and Candace. That situation is ugly. Now, I get it. You know, Candace is more hood. It was, is Candace from Baltimore originally? Because I refuse to believe that she's originally from Potomac. 
Okay. Candace is hood, but Monique is not innocent either. You know, she wants to sit there and cry, but you know, Monique is messy. She has a sharp tongue as well. You know, they're too old to be fighting and putting hands on each other. But, I, you know, Candace was all the way in the wrong for how she, you know, put her hands on Monique and beat her ass in front of everybody. But Monique also needs to learn that you can't just talk to anybody crazy because some people will meet you right where you're at. You know, so she learned that day that fat meat is greasy. <laughs> yeah, I just, oh, okay. Monique is from Jersey. Okay, well, that makes even more sense. <laughs> I've been to damn Jersey. Um, you know, Patterson and all that stuff ain't no joke. She must be from Patterson. I know she's not from the Jersey area, like where the real housewives in New Jersey live. I know she's not from there. But yeah, I thought it was kind of crazy. But then what's up with um Karen? I'm still learning these people's names. I thought she was being genuine, but then she told Monique to press charges. So that's why I left off yesterday. And I fell asleep. So I gotta I gotta watch the rest. <laughs> Now, the girl, um, the one with the all-white husband, Dean's mom, I don't like that husband. It's something creepy about him. And then she made a joke and said something about she she shoved something up his, his ass and was like, it was loose. Who jokes like that about their husband? On national television. I'm like, I wish he would just stop being his beard. I forget her name, but I can't. I'm, girl, they all look alike shit. I think her name's Ashley. Okay, so Karen cleared it up. Okay, good. I got. I told you I fell asleep, so I got to finish watching it. Talk about Bronnie James. Oh, Bronnie and uh, LaBelle. I posted this meme yesterday on Instagram because LeBron James let the whole world know that he was home. And I, <laughs> and I was like, somebody please check on Bronny. LaBelle just made it home. If y'all don't know, this is the second time uh, Bronny done got caught smoking weed, honey. Let me show y'all this shit. Okay. So that was him with the little weed. Him smoking. Oh, you sound gay as fuck. And so the whole joke is because LeBron's been in that bubble, you know, uh, People are like, oh, we can't wait to see what LeBron ends up doing to Bronny. You know, I don't know if he's going to do anything, but I do feel like this is the second time that he's gotten caught smoking weed. Because I remember there was a situation a few years ago where he got caught smoking. I mean, obviously the weed ain't, it's, it's not affecting him because he's a hell of a basketball player. But, you know, I just think he needs to be smarter. Like you, you can't post everything on social media when your father's LeBron James. Because again, it ends up looking like LeBron James is raising you know, this hood ass kid that all he wants to do is smoke weed when that's not the case. So I think that, you know, Bronny needs to kind of watch the things that he posted. I heard it was an accident, but again, how many accidents are you going to have? This is the second time in two years. So at some point in time, it's not an accident in my personal opinion, you know? I mean, yeah, and it's easy to say that weed ain't that serious, but the problem is, you know, Granted, it's more legal now and, you know, there's edibles, there's all types of ways to, you know, get your weed, right? I'm not judging. But the problem is he's not the typical teenager, right? If this was just, you know, I don't know, damn it, Marcus from the block, I don't give a shit. Marcus smoke weed every damn day. But when you're LeBron James's son and he's one of the most scrutinized basketball players in the country, you got to walk 
a little bit differently. Now, we know kids are going to get into shit. We know kids are going to, you know, try stuff and vape and all that stuff. But you got to move differently. You can't be accidentally posting stuff on social media. You know, but I love the James family, you know, and the game, you know, we talked about it. We kind of went a little bit esoterical on Instagram. It was a lot of twinning energy with that game. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't play good, but it was clearly obvious who was going to win. Like, let's let's keep that real. I don't I don't see how the Heat could have won. Kobe died in January, basically gave the reins to LeBron. All of this was written. All of this was just, this was the final play. So I felt like the game was very esoterical. Let me go ahead and show y'all this. This is where the 20 energy comes from. Let me go ahead and find it. Here it is. So I had, I had posted this. Um, the day everything happened. So I said, congrats to LeBron and the Lakers. Lots of 2020 20 energy that went down during the game, but I digress. I'm still happy y'all won. <laughs> and then I wrote, I don't believe in coincidences. The Lakers won their 17th championship on 10, 11, 20, 10 plus 11 plus 20 is 41. The age of Kobe when he died Rest in peace. Congratulations to LeBron and the Lakers. Definitely handed him the torch back in January 2020. So that's what I have wrote. And then on top of this, um, these were some of the stats where they're saying history repeats itself. Kobe Bryant in 2009 enters the playoffs as the number one seed in the West. And then LeBron James, he did the same thing in 2020. Enters a playoff as the number one seed in the West, beats the Houstons in the second round, faces Denver in the WCF, same thing for LeBron, gets the fourth ring in uh, in Orlando, gets the fourth ring in Orlando. I don't believe in coincidences, you guys. So, yes, congratulations to the Lakers, but that's a lot of damn coincidences for me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But congrats to them. L.A. was having a good time. Some of y'all got hit with rubber bullets (laughs) for not social distancing and being out there in that damn, you know, bootleg parade that y'all was doing outside the Staples Center. I'm like, the police ain't shit. Because um, another sports team won a few weeks ago and they wasn't out there with the rubber bullets. So I don't know what that was about, but that was crazy. Oh, you're so sweet. Misha Campbell in the comments says, love you, T. You're always on point. Thank you so much. Um, what did Meghan Markle do? I don't think she did anything. I think she's just complaining again about how racist the the British media is towards her and, you know, more tiny violins. And I'm not saying that they're not racist towards her, but that's what she's crying about now. Um, she was the most trolled princess. Honey, I tuned out. Because, again, the royal family, that's a whole nother headache. That's the whole, yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning, the hockey team. Thank you, uh, Brie from NYC. That's exactly who it was. And none of those Tampa Bay um, people from the hockey team, they didn't get shot at rubber bullets. But the Laker fans did. So that says a lot. Um, Brie from NYC sent 999. She says, hey, T, sending love as always. Monique's the one 
who was the aggressor on the Potomac outside of the show. She was paying bloggers, trying to twist the narrative on how everything went down. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, like I said, I'm just getting into the Potomac people because y'all told me, like, how can you watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta but not Potomac? But I, I watched the first season, then I just tuned out, and then y'all, like, literally, like, shamed me. Like, you watch, you know, The Real, Real Housewives of New Jersey. You got to watch Potomac. So I've gotten back into it. I caught up. I watched all of season three. I don't even know what season we're on. But I watched all of last season to catch up, and then now I'm catching up with this season. And this season so far, I really like it. I really do. And I thought it was dope <laughs> that Karen is from that little small ass town and her family is a bunch of farmers. I thought that was very interesting. But when um, I, I be forgetting all these people's names. Is her name Giselle? When she was like, she really thinks she's the Beyonce of this town. <laughs> I fell out because Karen was acting like it was a big old Macy's Day parade. I'm like, well, what kind of parade they about to have in this little town? They had like four cars. And Karen was just waving her hard and stuff. I was cracking up watching that scene. She was like, she really thinks she's the Beyonce of this little damn town. <laughs> the Real Housewives of the Potomac be cracking me up, though. Their shade is funny. Um, let's see here. T. Britney lost her case. You talking about Britney Spears? I feel so bad for her. Okay, so that was Giselle who said that. Um, Ronald Harvey sent uh, $5 super chat. Thank you, Ronald. He says the Lakers won their 17th championship in LeBron's 17th season. Look at that. More twinning energy. Thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Told you I don't believe in coincidences. Numbers don't lie. Um, Lee Williams sent 10. She says, T, I've been watching you since your hair tutorials. Your point of view, stay on point. Love you, sis. What are your thoughts on the absentee voting? Thank you so much. There's a lot of drama with that. I was watching CNN yesterday. And so they said in Cali, folks were just putting up ballot boxes, like random churches, people who are not sanctioned to take people's ballots. And people were dropping their ballots and they're not knowing. And so people started calling and so... They're now saying that if you, you know, put out a ballot box that's not been um, that's not an official ballot box, you can get press criminal charges against you because you're tampering with the election. So I don't know. I think the absentee thing is a good thing for people who don't want to wait in line for hours and hours because a lot of the polls opened up yesterday. And I know in Atlanta and in certain cities, there were some people waiting in line for five hours. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? There has to be a way to make everything speed up. If not, people are going to get tired of waiting and they're going to say, well, I might as well just mail in my ballot. So I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, yes, people should vote in person, but I get it too. If you have to, if you're, you know, if you have to go pick up your child from daycare or just whatever, you have things to do and you've been in line for five hours. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So I don't know, but I just hate the fact that there's people trying to scheme and make these absentee um, ballot boxes because all those people who drop their ballots in there, what's going to happen to them? Are they going to be shipped to the correct place? Were they just thrown out? And these were just the boxes that were found. I'm sure there's probably several boxes that haven't even been discovered yet. So yeah, that was like a top story yesterday on CNN. And then CNN was once again acting ghetto, honey. 
Uh, <laughs> I be watching CNN. I'm just like, y'all want to be YouTubers so bad. Why was Cory Booker on there cussing? I was just like, what is this? Like he was on there cussing and, and talking about he's shitting on people. And then Chris Cuomo was like, did you just say that you're shitting on people? And I'm like, y'all are just so unprofessional. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Just unprofessional. Like I said, when I watch certain shows, when I watch, you know, especially the news, I want a certain level of decorum. I don't want to hear Cory Booker talking about shitting on folks. You're not a rapper, sir. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, CNN is just ratchet. They are the ratchet news network at this point. Uh, let's see here. Cassandra Cooper says, I wear my mask along with everyone in my household. I have MS and other health issues. T's life. Wait, T, live life. Be safe. You're one of my favorite bloggers. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for the super chat. And I hope everything starts getting better with your health issues. Um, one of my really good friends, she also has MS. So I definitely, um, I don't know what all, you know, personally what y'all are going through, but through my friend, I found out a lot about it. So it can be very, very debilitating. So um, just take care of yourself. And thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Erica Zelinsky. I probably mispronounced that. I'm sorry. She says, hey, just joint the Discord. It says, I can't chat. I've been following you, but I'm now supporting you. I got the join up. LOL, love you. Um, yeah, it doesn't let you chat right away. Um, it's like a filter we have in place. So try in like maybe 20 minutes and then you'll be able to join in. So for some people, it, it has to like, I don't know, check people's filters, make sure you're not a troll and stuff like that. And then it'll allow you to like join in on the conversation. But thank you so much for joining the Discord. I appreciate it. Let's see here. Yeah, the president. Yes, Jess, you're right. The president is extremely ghetto. He's another one out there having those big old, what was they calling it all day yesterday on, on CNN? They just kept throwing shade at him. I was cracking. They're like, oh, he, he's a super spreader. He's having super spreader meetings. And then they were going trying to interview like different Trump supporters. It was a mess. CNN, honey, be cracking me up. At this point, I just watched just for the laugh because this isn't news anymore. It's just a bunch of mess. I just feel like we're just literally living in a reality television show. That's it. That's all. We have a president who has C-19, half his staff. The, there was a video of one of the staff people. He got mad at the, at the CNN reporters. They're like, you need to keep on your mask. He pulled his little podium back and was like, well, I'm 10 feet away from you. And then he pulled his mask down. And she was like, no, you need to put your mask on. He says, I'm not interviewing with y'all and walked off. I'm like, what is this? This is, this is not a reality TV show. Like, what is this? I be watching the news so stressed out, you guys. Like, like what is going to happen in the next few weeks? Because this shit is crazy. They were literally in the middle of the hallway arguing. And the dude was like, if I can't talk to you without a mask, I'm not interviewing. And just stormed off. One of Trump's people. Lord. Oh, people are asking about SARS. Oh, let's talk about SARS real quick before I go. Okay, I got you, Marlon. He said, what are your thoughts on LeVar Ball? We're going to talk about that real quick. Let's talk about SARS, all the stuff that's going on in Nigeria. Now, I had always heard about some of the police situations in Nigeria from like my mom and my sister from when they go back home. 
but I did. And, you know, I knew it was kind of bad, but I didn't know it was like that crazy. Right. And I remember my mom was telling me a few months ago because she kind of felt some type of way because she was like, I see all these, you know, all the Nigerians protesting, talking about Black Lives Matter for George Floyd. But how are you protesting for George Floyd in America when your police system is horrible, is even worse than what, you know, what that one officer did? The police there are really bad. And so I didn't really get in. So she was at that point, she was explaining to me, like, just some of the things that happened with SARS and how there was like even a story of a young man. He had got a scholarship to go overseas to play soccer. And so the police pulled up on him and his friend and started trying to rob them, right? Telling them to, you know, let me see your phone. How much money do you guys have on you? And they're driving him and his friend around, you know, the village or whatever. And the dude was like, where are you taking us? And they just turned around and shot him in cold blood, shot him. You know, so the police brutality there is, and I'm not trying to minimize what happens here, but it is far worse. And the problem is this. The people that they have working in this so-called special unit of SARS, a lot of them are broke. They don't have no money. You know, they might make like $150 total for the entire month, if that. So what? So because they're economically strapped, their hustle is robbing these young kids. So if they look at you and they feel like, oh, you might have money, you're wearing designer, you know, you have dreadlocks or you have a watch. Hell, God forbid you have a smile on your face because God woke you up this morning. Oh, you're happy. Let me go ahead and run through your pockets. It's that bad there. This would be the equivalent of every time you get pulled over by a police officer here in the States, they take you to Wells Fargo and they say, empty out your account. And they're robbing people who already don't have money like that. The economy right now in, in Nigeria is terrible. You have people with degrees. You know what I'm saying? They can't find jobs. So it's really bad right now. The electricity can go without working for days. But guess what? Come the first, they'll still send you a bill to pay for the electricity. And you may have only gotten electricity one, you know, just for a week out the whole month. Maybe your electricity only worked for a week but they'll still charge you for that entire month. The roads are horrible. So this is even deeper than even the police brutality. This is just a lot of just horrible systemic, economic, you know, situations. That's why I was saying on Instagram and Facebook, like I'm really proud of the youth in Nigeria for like really stepping up and coming together because the government, what it is is the government is embarrassed because now the dirty secret is out globally. There was a woman, somebody tagged me, and please don't tag me these type of things because it scares me. One of the police officers shot her in the jaw, and her jaw was hanging, and there was just blood everywhere gushing. She did nothing, simply protesting. They were shooting at the protesters. You know how here, at least we get hit with rubber balls with metal inside? There, they'll just shoot you. So she was shot in the jaw. Another young man was shot and killed. No rhyme or reason. Just a lot of wickedness going on, right? So it's really bad. So I was just like, I was shocked. Because like I said, I've always heard stories over the years, but I just thought it was like a one-off. Like, you know, like here, 
Yeah, we we have the George Floyd situation. We had Trayvon Martin. We had Eric Gardner. But it's not every day, right? You know, those were situations that became high profile. But they're literally every day. Girls can be riding around in the car. You get pulled over. You better hope you don't get raped. It's that bad. Oh, sorry, I meant to say the R word. It's that bad. So right now, because the government is embarrassed, they're saying that they disbanded SARS. But from talking to my mom and other people, they're saying they really didn't disband them. They just moved them. They shifted them around. But what what people need to do, what I feel needs to be done right now, is don't let your foot off the gas. Keep your foot on their necks. And this this time, instead of just speaking on SARS, demand more from the government. Demand these politicians, the corrupt ones, they step down because they're not doing anything for the country. But, you know, bringing it down into the ground, you know, was a lot better during my mom's childhood there than it is now. And that's sad. So it's just like I just really hope that that the the kids, they don't get comfortable and feel like, OK, fine. We, we kind of fixed, per se, the SARS situation. Now I want them to be out there protesting about the electricity, the roads the fact that there's not enough jobs and things like that. So I hope that, you know, while the world is watching Nigeria right now, they don't let up. They don't let up. They got to get these corrupt leaders out of the out of the country because they've done nothing but run that country into the ground. You've had countries like Kenya, Ethiopia. Um, Kenya is doing so well. Ethiopia has bounced back. They were, you know, war-torn back in the 90s, and they bounced back. It looks like a whole different country than it did 20 years ago. And unfortunately, in Nigeria, it's gotten worse and worse. It has not gotten better. Even though they're one of the richest countries as far as, you know, oil production, but that money doesn't go to the people. It just stays at the top. It never trickles down. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's shit. You could do a whole damn hour stream on just the issues that are going on in Nigeria. But I'm proud of the youth. I'm proud that they made it viral and their voices were heard. And you know what I'm saying? They let people know like, no, we're not gonna take it anymore. So one thing I can say is that police brutality, a lot of times we tend to think that it's only here in America. Police brutality is a global issue and it happens everywhere. And from what I'm hearing, I talked to somebody today in the Dominican Republic from the Dominican Republic, and they were saying that the police brutality there has gotten even worse since C-19. Because a lot of funding is cut. A lot of them, they don't want to be bothered. So at this point, they're hurting people because I guess there's like a national curfew in the Dominican Republic from what I was being told that everybody has to be in the house at seven. And if you're not in they're beating people. So yeah, it's it's getting really bad. It's getting really bad globally. Um, let me see here. Trill Beauty says I was gonna do a video on the SARS situation, but it's interesting when you Google SARS, C19 and China pops up. Yep. And what's so funny is a lot of people thought when it was viral, they thought it was the virus. Because remember, SARS was one of the original C19 viruses. Remember, a lot of Asian people were dying from SARS years ago. So that's what people were, were so confused about, like, damn. So we're dealing with, you know, 
COVID and now SARS is back. But then when you went into the hashtag, you realize that it wasn't the virus SARS. It was this police group in Nigeria. So that was the acronym. So again, like I said, I don't believe in coincidences. Isn't it funny that this uprising happens in 2020 while we're all trying to survive this virus and the name of the police group that's brutalizing the people in Nigeria is named SARS. So yeah, that one didn't go over my head either, sis. So thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. Crystal Sam 499, she says the police brutality compared here in the U.S. Oh, sorry. The police brutality is nothing compared to here in the U.S. I lived here 10 years, encountered a few. The SARS leaders are very corrupt. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, it, it's really bad. Like I said, you know, police brutality is police brutality, but a lot of the stuff that's going on in Nigeria, it's corruption, it's systematic. And a lot of these police officers that they've hired are ex-criminals. And they were supposedly brought on to like, you know, track down kidnappers and extortionists. And then in return, they became the kidnappers and the extortionists. Why? Because they're not getting any money either. So you have a lot of just really people who are struggling to just get money, to just take care of their families. And so it's just boiled into just one big, it's just a big mess. And I just feel like if something does not get better, there'll be some type of civil war in that country. I, I just, I, I've just been feeling this for like many years, you know, like literally every morning, me and my mom discuss what's going on in Nigeria. Like literally, every, she called me this morning at like nine. I'm still in bed. Did you hear what happened now? I'm like, oh my God, what happened now, mom? <laughs> and I'm just like, I thought you made the goosey soup. Is the soup done yet? <laughs> you know, so we, we have discussions, you know, every morning. So, you know, even though I don't make videos on it, I, I know what's going on. But yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It really is. It's just like, you know, be, be thankful. You know, me and my youngest, we were watching a video when I was on the way taking him to basketball. And I was showing him a video of um, sex trafficking these little girls in Cambodia. It's an old video from like 2002, Chris Hansen. And these were little girls as young as five years old being sold. And these girls were talking about they know how to give yummy, yummy. That's what they called it. Yum, yum. Excuse me. They called it yum, yum. Five-year-olds. Yum, yum equals oral sex. And I told them, I said, be grateful that you're in the situation that you're in, that you're where you're at in life. Because so many people, they don't have it. You know, sometimes we wake up and we feel like, you know, our, 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 our life is terrible or we're going through stuff or we're depressed. Like you guys know, cause I talked about this on zoom. I was so depressed Saturday. Like I couldn't even talk on the phone. I was just so, so depressed because of the shooting that happened Friday night, you know, to witness three people in front of me get shot. It was just crazy. So I was very, very depressed Saturday. You know, and it's like, it's, it's hard. Like we're just living in just really, really crazy times. So it just reminds me that even though things are bad, it could be worse. You know, nobody's life is perfect, but it could always be worse. 
So be grateful for the life that you have and the situation that you're currently in because it's somebody that one, A, didn't wake up today. Two, they may be, they, they may be caught up in the worst situation, dealing with SARS, dealing with you know human trafficking, all types of stuff. So yeah, be grateful, man. Let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys want me to hit on LeVar Bob? I've been on here an hour and 30 minutes. So we'll end on a lighter note. I don't want y'all being depressed, you guys. <laughs> I've dealt with enough this weekend. But that Zoom meeting really helped, like for real. Like that really helped bring me out my depression and just to be around y'all's energy and talk to you guys like that really helped because spiritually I was drained. You know, didn't hit me in the moment, you know, watching that. And if we'd have went through the light, bullets flying. But, you know, when you go home and you reflect and it's just you by yourself, you break down. It like just like it really helped yesterday to talk to you guys. But um, as far as LeVar Ball, um, <laughs> somebody check on him. He taught a lot of mess. OK, when he, when Lonzo was playing for the Lakers. One, we all know that they could not have had Lonzo and LeBron on the same team because why? LeVar Ball trolled LeBron James for so long. He trolled him. He talked all types of mess, said that he could beat LeBron. So LeBron was not going to play on the same team as a Lonzo Ball. Even though Lonzo never said anything to disrespect LeBron, LeVar did all the disrespecting. So... Because LeBron runs shit, you know what I'm saying? You might as well call this his team. They traded uh, Lonzo, and so he left, and they traded him for Anthony Davis. And I think Anthony Davis and LeBron have a way better chemistry. It's like Anthony Davis is almost like the little brother to LeBron, and I think they just have, like, a real genuine connection. I see him all the time over there during Taco Tuesday. You know what I mean? When they would have those Taco Tuesdays, you know, Anthony would be there. So I think they have like a really close connection, but um, I think LeVar Ball is deaf. He's quiet. I haven't seen too much from him. He's been very, very quiet. I hope he learns from this. Like I was saying from day one, I think he's a good father. You know, I don't, I don't want to take that away from him as a black man and um, as somebody raising three boys. I think he's a damn good father because he was able to raise them, you know, train them, coach them, be their number one cheerleader. He spoke Lonzo going to the Lakers into existence. I mean, he'd been telling them that from the time they were young, that they would play for the Lakers and Lonzo ended up doing that. Right. But at some point in time, LeVar made everything about him. It all became about LeVar and it took attention away from his sons where it should have mattered. He should have, you know, kind of played background, but I hope that he learns his lesson when dealing with baby ball, LaMelo. I call him baby ball. <laughs> um, LaMelo has grown a lot. You know, I do follow him on Instagram. Um, he's matured a lot. He's not as flashy as he used to be, not as cocky. You know, just he's very, very focused right now on um, doing what he's doing with the, I think he's with the G League. So he's focused on that. I see him going into the NBA. Hopefully, LeVar Ball would just learn to sit back, have a tall glass to shut the fuck up, and let LaMelo do his thing, okay? So, yeah, he, he took way too much attention away from those boys. Um, LiAngelo, 
I don't know what he's up to, honey. I think he's still playing basketball. He messed up when he went to China and did all that foolishness. That's where he messed up at. But yeah, he's been real quiet. And this was the meme I had posted. Matter of fact, let me show y'all real quick. This was the meme I had posted <laughs> about LeVar. Where is it at? Here it is. You got to watch your words. So this was a few years ago. LeVar Ball says, if the Lakers trade my son, they'll never get a championship. LeBron James without Lonzo is not going to win a championship in L.A. I guarantee that. So I wrote, someone go check on LeVar Ball for me. So, yeah, he definitely had to eat those words. You know, again, being arrogant, talking too much. And they got him out here looking stupid because LeBron still won the championship and your son was not a part of that. Whereas if he would have just sat there and ate his food, imagine how dope that would have been to have Lonzo on the same team as LeBron and have Lonzo winning a championship. So it is what it is. So on that note, you guys, this has been a wonderful stream. I've been on for an hour and 30 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and get ready to um, to leave here. I know it's getting late. It's already like 10 o'clock um, here. So I'm going to go ahead and get ready to leave. Um, we can have a little discussion after party on the Discord. I'll stop through there. Um, remember, the movie is going to be Saturday at 9 o'clock. We're watching Skeleton Key. So if you're available, make sure you guys join us. Um, we did the last Zoom party, the Netflix party, and that turned out really well. So I can't wait. This is one of my favorite movies. It's creepy. It's scary, but it's not too scary. Okay. Not watching The Exorcist with y'all. I'm not watching Insidious. So that's where I drew the line. But Skeleton Key, I'm definitely cool with that. So I'll see you guys Saturday. Um, I'll do another stream probably uh, Thursday. I'll do another uh, YouTube stream. And um, we will do a part two on the paranormal chat. I'll keep you guys posted on that. So thank you to everybody who came through today. Sorry for the technical issue earlier. Um, I'll see you guys later. Y'all have a good night.